0: Well, welcome to Q&A. We're so excited that you have decided to join us uh, after the service. And so this is your opportunity to send in questions. So numbers up on the screen, and we would invite you to text in any of your questions that may be stirring in your heart or your mind right now. And this morning, we have Jonathan with us, and then our special guest, Becky Conover, our minister to children. So we're so excited. I'm so excited. (laughs) This is awesome. (laughs) This is a great morning. We love having guests yes. on Q&A. This is super exciting. So we do have a few questions that have already come in. Mm-hmm. So we can go ahead and get started there. Um, so going through Ephesians 6 as a spirit-filled child this morning, and I love that um, covering all the ages, mm-hmm. you know, to really mm-hmm. see how Scripture is applying to all of us mm-hmm. as children, even as we get older. And so really grateful to walk us through that Um what would you say was most challenging for you, Jonathan, as you were working and uh, planning your sermon this morning?
1: Hmm, that's a great question. Um, um, probably the, the last stage because I'm, I'm not uh, the adult child with a dependent parent mm-hmm. because I, my parents aren't quite at that stage yet. They're getting close to that. So it was like I didn't want to speak theoretically. Um, so there was about three people uh, from the body that, that helped me speak from their personal experience. Um, but also, you know, as, I, as I'm thinking about the question, the stage where I'm at now was kind of hard because I think it, it meant going back and thinking through things of with my dad and mm-hmm. what honoring looks like. So mm-hmm. I think probably in the final week of preparing, that was kind of hard, um, but yet really good at the same time. So
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we'll go ahead and dive into um, first question here. Um, how does honor your parents apply to step-parents, especially mm-hmm. as adult children?
1: Hmm. Yeah, wow, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I would—adult hmm, child with step-parents?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yes.
1: Yeah, I would—I uh, think a few thoughts would be, ultimately, honoring is, is to the Lord. And so in the case of uh, it's my dad who's remarried, I think I can honor the Lord— um, by also honoring my dad, and in the case of he if he was remarried, I wanna I wanna love that person as well. Uh, practically, uh, I don't wanna just invite my dad and then not invite the the person that he's remarried. So um, those would probably be a few thoughts. What would you? What I would
2: you say, say definitely, you should be honoring to that step parent, um, just as like you didn't know um, your in laws yeah. necessarily when you before you mm-hmm. met your future spouse. And I know when I met my in-laws, I sought to honor them. And so when my, my mother-in-law did pass away and my father-in-law got married, um, we were called to honor and respect her and yeah. show her um, love in that way. And we welcomed her into our family. And so I think we're called to do that,
0: you know, yeah. regardless of their title. Right. Absolutely. What a great opportunity with Thanksgiving coming up, which you mentioned. Yeah. Having family together. Mm-hmm. Just what an opportunity to— mm-hmm. Honor and yeah. to show love That's right. to those family members. Yeah, and can, I mean, if you think about like you're saying your in-laws, when if that invitation hasn't been there in the past, to then yeah. make that invitation, mm-hmm. what a change and an opportunity to share with them. Right. You know that you're trying to you're wanting to respond to scripture and mm-hmm. could be a really cool opportunity.
1: Yeah, and a perfect opportunity if they're not believers, mm-hmm. or if they uh, are in the case of they attended church like when they were young, but mm-hmm. now in their uh, 60s and 70s, they're like, there's no point to go. I think that could be a great way to, uh, to love them well as, as Christ would love them. So yeah. good.
0: Um, So, this talking about for, again, for an adult uh, child, uh, when a parent is resistant to me wanting to care for them, mm. wanting to abide by Scripture, how do I lovingly tell them that I think they need to come live with me and my wife? Mm. Um, they love their independence, but clearly they need assistance. Um, And to elaborate, they do not want to have assisted or not want to go into assisted living. Mm -hmm. Mm. That is a that's a hard question. That's
2: a hard thing to navigate because you do need to respect them Mm -hmm. and their decisions. But um, I would say the best thing to do is to um, look at the situation. And if they're uh, if their life is in danger, in a sense, or they could harm themselves that you kind of build, not build a case, but you do build a case. Like, these are the reasons that you really shouldn't be alone because you might harm mm-hmm. yourself. And we can't care for you um, in those situations. And so when you come to live with us, or maybe there's, a, maybe there's another um, option because there are senior living centers that have independent living. Maybe mm-hmm. they're in that type of situation if they can afford that. Um, but to give them as much independence as possible and, and to give them dignity as an yeah. adult. Um, but that's a very tricky thing. But I think you need to have some solid reasons um, why you are feeling that way. Not just a feelings-based thing, but this is the evidence, you know, mm-hmm. like you have fallen yeah. multiple times or mm-hmm. you aren't taking your medicine like you should or whatever. But um, just lovingly point those out and, um, and you know, yeah, make it something that they're involved in. You never want to do anything against their wishes necessarily. But if they're going to hurt themselves, then you need to step in. Right.
1: No. Yeah, that's good. And I think also in the case of, somebody reminded me of this recently, that if you have siblings involved, is to try to get the siblings on board as well with the, the, you have sufficient reasons here and not just a a feeling thing. I like that you said that.
2: And remind them that it's out of love. It's not that you want to control their life or you want to tell them what to do. It's because we love you Mm -hmm. and we want the best for you and we want to honor you as you get older and care for you. So if you Mm -hmm. present it that way, hopefully that would be Helpful, yeah, for care
0: and protection, -hmm. loving
1: for them. Yeah, and one of I I like that you said the word dignity Mm because I was talking with someone who's at the stage of adult child with a dependent parent. Is he said, "Man, treat them with dignity. Don't you know? Don't talk talk to them like they're a kid, and and be careful how you talk about them to other people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Give them their dignity, even when they're losing their memory and they're not able to think as as clearly." So, Mm -hmm. thanks for pointing that out. Yeah,
0: that's a good encouragement. Um, next question here: Does obey your parents apply to an unbelieving dependent child or unbelieving okay. dependent children? So you okay. mean
2: like unbelieving parents and unbelieving children? Is that what the question? Is? Um, I think no. the question
0: is: Does yeah, yeah obey your parents you apply it. to unbelieving children? No? So a yeah, child sorry, who's still a, so a child who's still a dependent, right? Um, does obey your parents apply to them? Right. Is what they're asking, yeah.
1: Uh, yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Because <laughs> no, we were talking about adults. I thought we were talking about uh, Oh,
0: sorry, yes. Parents. Like coming yeah. back to the child as the dependent. Yeah. If they have not accepted Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it still possible? Yeah, and that's
1: a good, I wish, yeah, maybe I could point that out in the next service. But, yeah, so a high schooler, mm-hmm. um Parents are believers, and parents are saying, "Hey, you need to obey me because this is what Scripture says." And the kid's like, uh, "I don't care what Scripture says. Like, I'm not a, I'm not a believer." I, yeah, I think Scripture still calls them to that. I think it's going to be hard. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know, Becky, help me out here. How would you? Yeah,
2: you would still, if your child is an unbeliever, you're still going to speak truth to them because you're drawing them closer. You want to reflect Christ yeah. to them. You want to speak um, truth to them, and so. It still applies to them regardless right. of what they believe about God's word um, right. they definitely should be obeying their parents mm-hmm. yeah right and then
1: because obviously as I'm thinking the parent is going to provide uh, spiritual care but the kid's not interested in the spiritual aspect of it but they are going to play sports which sports requires money so I think that they're uh, yeah, yeah there's a lot of other ways that the parent are going to provide for them and so I think that they need to obey uh, in, in light of what the parents are doing for them
0: so hmm and so continuing with uh, on the child side, but kind of in the middle here of that timeline, how does obeying your parents pertain to college age children who are not yet independent of their parents, but are considered adults? It's mm. mm. a good question. That is my <laughs> life
2: right now. <laughs> right, so like, how life um, Yeah, well, you definitely have different conversations. I never talk to my college students as um, like talking down to them mm. or like, you must obey me. It's more of a, um, like I respect you as an adult. Yeah. And, um, I definitely feel like I can speak truth to them still at that point. Um, but our relationship has changed. It's like no friends? longer, yeah, it's no longer, I don't feel like, for example, <clears> my <throat> oldest daughter, she's 21. Um, I don't feel like I have. I don't speak to her like one of authority over her. We are, are more mutual friends, and I do share strongly my feelings about things. But she seeks to honor, especially now that she's still dependent. She still comes into our home at times. She respects our rules. She respects what we ask of her. But that's, you know, she's a believer, and she knows that she needs to do that. It's different with um, another child who isn't honoring God in their life. And and so that's a struggle. Like, we still— um they still need us. They still need money from us. So um, even if they don't believe, um, like one of my children is not following the Lord, um, he still respects that, hey, this is where the money comes from, so I need to do what they ask. I don't agree all the time, and he vocalizes that, but he does honor, and in that sense, that he he listens to what we have to say because we do have the money, and he can't live without us. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, it's still, I mean, it's different for college students who aren't dependent on their parents. If they're sure. on their own right. and stuff, that there's, that's a little tricky right there. I think you still need to honor them. But how a parent speaks to their child changes mm-hmm. um, as they they move along. And that's, it's a process. You go from right. being one of authority to more of to friendship. Mm-hmm. And um, so it, it, it's tricky, though, because right. at times you do want to, like, lay down the law, but, you know, you can't. So right. they're adults. <laughs> You got to show them respect and
0: dignity. (laughs) (laughs) And how does that transition work? So thinking of a parent, your child has gone away to college. They've been maybe gone from dependence to independence Mm -hmm. in that period of time. And then they move back home Mm -hmm. for a period Mm -hmm. of time. What does that look like as an adult under another adult's roof? Yeah. I could see that being a challenge.
1: Yeah, they, but would, would it change though in that case? Because then they, if they're under the house, then they are under the authority to a certain degree. Right. right. They
2: still need to respect the rules of the home, yeah. and so that's be how home we by
1: it. midnight or whatever. They would.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't. Hey, ask
1: my <laughs> <do> that. But, <laughs> so but you
2: know, just as far as like caring for the home and being helping with uh, caring, mm-hmm. doing stuff like the dishes, the laundry, that kind of stuff. Like if you're living in the home and you're consuming stuff, you need to help. And so that would be in any situation that they lived somewhere, they would have to. You know, even their apartment in college, hopefully, they have a system of how they respect one another and care mm-hmm. for the apartment. Um, they do that when they come back home. You need to to include them in that. Um, it's different, but, um, yeah, it's part of the living well together mm-hmm. <laughs> under the same
0: house. So, sure.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, next question here. So as a parent with young children, mm-hmm. um, how do you teach obedience? Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Uh, hmm, that's a good question. I would say, you can probably answer it better. I'll answer it first, and then you can
2: sure.
0: make my
1: answer better. <laughs> no, I would probably say, like in the case with Lydia, I want to teach obedience in light of the gospel. Mm. So, like yesterday, Lydia wanted to go get ice cream. Uh, and there, anyway, there's a lot of, it wasn't really, uh, uh, she wasn't really listening. And there was some um, some disobedience, but I... Uh, when we seek to disobey her, or when, when she's not listening, we pull her aside, and maybe there's tears or whatever. I try to say, "Hey, Lydia, uh, we're asking you to obey." And in light of, you know, I pointed back to the gospel. Um, I think that I feel like I'm rambling here.
2: Well, I would um, say first you need to have um, clearly um, lay out what the expectation is to the child. Like you yeah. may not hit your sibling, you may not yeah. um, talk to mommy um, in a disrespectful way. You you know, set down. This is these are the, the the laws or the rules of the home. God did that with, with, you know, the Ten Commandments. We need to do that with our kids. This okay. is what's expected mm-hmm. in our family. And why is that? You know, God has put me as a parent and mm-hmm. authority over you. And so when you obey mommy and daddy, you obey God, and that's mm-hmm. pleasing to God. So start talking in those terms um, of that God is amazing and all-knowing and loving, and we need to obey him and please him. And he's put mommy and daddy in charge. And so when I ask you to do something, when you obey me, you're obeying God and pleasing him. Um, And so but clearly, like what you expect that child to do and then have very solid, consistent consequences and not waver on those and make Mm -hmm. sure mom and dad are on the same page doing the same thing as a consequence when they disobey. And so and then use the words obey and disobey and why you need to do it and why um, why it's wrong when you disobey and stuff. So clearly talking through those things with them. And pointing them to Scripture, no matter That's how right. young, even you know, yeah. with a two-year-old, you can you know um, point out Scripture and um, from the very beginning of, right. of how to be kind, gentle, loving, and mm-hmm. then what not to do, like not lying and not stealing and those right. type things. You can you can speak Scripture as early as you need to. Right.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's challenging because you right. feel like when they're kicking and screaming that you're like you're not hearing anything I'm saying right, right yeah. now, and but. Over time, setting those expectations, I think is key for Mm -hmm. anybody. Even you think about like starting a new job or anything. Like when you know the expectations of what you're going expected to do, it's that much easier to know what you need to do Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. as an adult or a child. Mm -hmm. I think that's a blessing to a child. Right. right. To have that structure. And it's
2: never never too early to have them memorize scripture. Mm. Like I remember one of the first things we taught our our daughter was love is patient, love is kind. And then showing her what that looked like. And showing her what that doesn't look like. Mm -hmm. And then um, do all things without complaining or arguing. Excellent verse for kids, you know? So we did that one pretty early on. And so they knew until they understood what that fully meant, they could say it. And then we would, hey, remember you learned that? And so, um, yeah. So it's never too early to start having memorized scripture. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's good. Absolutely. So question here from the adult side about honoring your parents. Um, does honor thy parents only apply to parents who are honorable mm-hmm. any healthy male or female can produce a child does that automatically make them qualify to earn our honor and so then the question continues about uh, abusive parents mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if not what is the minimum parents must do in order to earn honor that god has commanded children to have so it sounds like in a difficult relationship
1: yeah
0: how do i honor yeah. and do they deserve that if i'm yeah. paraphrasing properly
1: yeah. In the case of they're not honorable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> I think I may have said this in the message or maybe just didn't spend a lot of minutes towards it, but I think honor is about, um, I'm, I'm honoring and showing respect towards the position that someone has. So mm. by God's grace, God placed this person in my life, a, a, a position he gave them was to, to be my parents. And so I really want to, I want to honor the role, the privilege role of, of a parent. Um, so if, They've neglected the role, or they haven't been good parents. I still want to say, "Hey, you didn't become a parent by yourself. You became a parent because of by God's choosing, by God's grace, um, and by His sovereignty." So I choose to honor the Lord because, uh, yeah, even in difficult situations. Um, anything you would add to that?
2: Well I would say that they are image bearers as well. Like they are right. creating the image of God, so they deserve our honor and respect regardless. <clears throat> that doesn't mean you need to agree with them at all right. <laughs> and what they're doing. Um, I think you can clearly speak love and respect to them and not um, get drawn into maybe the anger or the frustration, or arguments, mm-hmm. whatever that goes on, but to, um, to behave in such a way that is honorable and then treat them with respect. Um, and so it's it's very, very tricky. That doesn't mean that you can, like they, it's okay to let them basically right. walk all over you or sin against you or continue to do that. But right. you can still be respectful to them in many ways and how you speak to them right. and in the manner in which you treat them. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I, to, to the parent who I think, oh, they're not honorable, I want to I wanna shift my focus to... Uh, not how they haven't, how they've disappointed me. And instead of focusing there, I want to focus on where are they with the Lord? Mm-hmm. And that by honoring them, um, my honoring them could actually lead them to Christ. Mm-hmm. That's probably the perspective that I would, I would want to have. And then the case of, I think we talked about this the other day, but like with abuse or like a hard situation, I think obviously you can honor with forgiveness, but I, obviously there is, and I don't know what scenario someone might have, but, I don't think you just go, yeah, I'm gonna honor you, and uh, you can come over for Thanksgiving and be mm-hmm. around my kids. Like I think in the case of like serious abuse or or something that has really happened, I, I don't think that automatically means yeah, just just come be around our family. We're right. gonna totally put it put that aside. Right. Um, so obviously there there is some situations where what we're saying is is really hard to apply
2: mm-hmm.
1: and may apply it in different ways.
2: Well, and even, so maybe you can't communicate with them. Maybe it's a situation, mm-hmm. whatever. You you have a difficult time speaking to them. Maybe if you even wrote them a letter mm-hmm. and um, told them, like, out of obedience to God, this is what I'm doing, and then sharing where you are spiritually, where you are with the Lord, and then you can share, because because I've been forgiven, I'm going to forgive you, or because God has called me to do this, I'm going to honor and I want to show respect to you. And, you know, you could start it that way before you even have a verbal conversation, because I know some people can't even speak to their parent. Um, so that might be one way to start um, and yeah. then open the lines of communication that way. Um, but, yeah, I guess. But you you don't have a I don't think it's uh, needed for them to come and be part of your family if they've been an abuser or anything like right. that. You do need to protect your family for sure. Right, right. So Oh. Yeah. Well.
0: Really great wisdom. And you guys have sent in incredible Mm -hmm. questions this morning. Um, This has really been a great conversation. And Becky, we're so glad that you decided to join us this morning. And Jonathan, thank you for (laughs) teaching us this morning. (laughs) A little scary, but thank you for having me. It's been fun. (laughs) It's been an absolute blessing. So we hope that you will have really a great week and a great time of Thanksgiving with your family. Um, And really pray that you'll have opportunities to honor and show love to Mm -hmm. those as an extension of Christ's work in your life. So Mm -hmm. thank you so much for joining us this morning. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay. Bye.